0: Please stand for tonight's reading. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 1. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. Please be seated.
1: I'm not sure if you've noticed there's a pile of folks over here. We're glad to have you all with us and glad to have you visiting with us. We know the occasion that's going to happen tomorrow and the occasion that brings you here with us, but it's always a pleasure to have anybody, anybody visiting with us. It's always a pleasure to have little babies visiting with us. That's always, do you still smell their head? So it smells like pink lotion? That's my favorite. I know that sounds weird. I know, but that's my favorite. To smell that pink lotion, that's, that's great. I'm grateful to have you all here with us and all you here who are visiting with us. Uh, you should have gotten a, a piece of paper that looks eerily similar to this one, maybe without some highlighting on it. Uh, we've been studying on Sunday nights uh, the idea of the scarlet thread. There is a scarlet thread or a, a binding thread that runs through the Bible as the Bible's centralized theme is the salvation of man. That centralized theme is uh, expounded even further as the Bible begins to teach and to uh, remind us either of the coming of Christ, Christ while he was here, or the coming again of Christ. And so in every single book, we find references to people who are being faithful, people who are being unfaithful, People who are following after God and eventually in the New Testament following after Christ and those who are not. We look at those themes as it would make uh, profit in our lives and we notice the principles, especially in the Old Testament, that are found for us. On your piece of paper, here's what you'll read. The key words in 2 Chronicles, the book, are restoration And worship it's a much much like the book of Nehemiah where Nehemiah was sent back uh, to restore the walls where Ezra was sent back to restore the worship it's much like that if you have to assign key verses chapter 1 verses 10 through 13 the key phrase in this particular book is prepareth his heart that is one who is uh, constantly striving after God's way and in God's actions Uh, This book deals with the kings of Judah. Very quickly, there are 21 kings of Judah. Only five of them are worth anything. There you go. That's going to come in handy on a test. Just learn the five that are worth something because they're going to say, list the good kings and the bad kings and you'll know where to put them. So, as you and I look further down, we see that the proof in Second Chronicles is true, that the way of the transgressor is really hard, Proverbs thirteen 15. Uh, They're going to be taken into idolatrous captivity. They're going to be taken in there 70 years because of their need. You see, that's in quotes, right? Because of their need to follow after idols. Archaeology proves again that the Bible is 100% correct. Men like Shal- Shalmanazar, uh, Sennacherib, uh, Pharaoh Nico, Nebuchadnezzar, all these men who are mentioned within this particular section of Scripture who have never been found, have over the past couple of decades been found with every single turn of the archaeologist's spade. God uses the wicked uh, in Second Chronicles to punish his people. Now, that's an interesting point. We, we look at the wicked of this world and we say, well, God has no use for them. Well, he will use them here to punish his children. Why? Because they're walking down those same roads. We also find Queen Sheba in this book and her famous quote about Solomon and his riches, where she would say that the half of everything that Solomon has has not even been told. We're going to look at the idea of 2 Chronicles, and this is a, uh, not a great title. Matter of fact, let's change the title. You are one of these two kings. Let's look at 2 Chronicles chapter 26 and 2 Chronicles chapter 28, where Michael began reading for us, he, uh, Uzziah was 16 when he was made king, and he built some things, and he restored Judah. And this king slept with his fathers, that is, he died. 16 years was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. Notice this, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. Now stop right there. Fifty-two years. Fifty-two years of, of uh, leading and, and working with and being example to the nation of Israel. And this is what God said. He did what was right. Contrast that. 2 Chronicles chapter 28 in my particular version, it's just on the other side of the page. You may not have that particular version. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem, and he did that which was not right. In the sight of, uh, of the Lord, like David his father, he walked after the ways of Israel, made molten images. Moreover, he burnt incense in the valley of Hinnom. He sacrificed burnt offerings to everything. Wherefore, the Lord delivered him to the hands of the king of Syria. Ahaz the king, lived as the king, and worked as the king, and we would think strove to be the example to the nation. And the inspired writer writes this about his life. He did not do that which was right. Within one page, if your Bible is written like this copy, Within one page, you have one man who has been called through the rest of time as doing what was right, contrasted with a man who took his time to do everything wrong. So what does this have to do with me? has everything to do with you. Let's boil your life down. Or my life. People don't like it when you say, Let's boil your life down, and they have a picture of a tombstone. That sort of begins to creep them out a little bit. Let's boil my life down to one sentence that really matters. Would it begin with, he's a father or a husband? Would it it include he is from Alabama? Would it include that he is this or that? None of those sentences about the kings included any of those things. You want to boil your life down real quickly? Right now. right now, think about it, you're the only one who can answer this question. Right now. Do you stand before God right or wrong? And you know the answer. As a matter of fact, you are the only one within this room who knows the answer to that question about yourself. So which is it? Right or wrong? That's the point of the book. That's the point of 66 books. That's the point of the Old Testament. That's the point of the New Testament. That's the entirety of the point of our life. Are you going to stand before God right? Or are you going to stand before God wrong? Now, the, the easiest thing to do is to say, I'm going to stand before God doing whatever it is I want to do. Fine. Then you have made your choice. Because following after self is not following after God. You've decided to be chapter 28. Or you could say right now, I'm going to follow God no matter the cost. Well, good, then you've made the choice. And you're chapter 26. You're either Uzziah or Ahaz. Which one are you? There's even better news for you tonight. Just because you may have chosen one way doesn't mean you have to stay there. You have the opportunity to change. You have the opportunity to go from chapter 27 to chapter 26, or 28 to 26. 26. You have the opportunity to look at your life and go, man, I've made a a colossal mess out of this. I need to follow after God. You have the opportunity tonight to hear what he has to say. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 13. You have the opportunity tonight to believe what he says, Luke 13 or 12, 11. Not 12 or 13. (laughs) Hebrews 11, verse number 6. You have the opportunity tonight to... Repent of your sin. That is, change the way you think about those things, which results in a change of action, Luke 13, 3 and 5. You have an opportunity tonight to confess Jesus as the Messiah, the anointed one, the one and only to save mankind, John 14 and verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You have an opportunity tonight to be baptized into the family of God. taking yourself from chapter 28 to where God would say He did not do those things that were right to chapter 26 where your life boils down to this. He did those things that were right in the sight of God. You have an opportunity tonight to obey. And you might say, well, I've already done those things. Well, have you been faithful to them? That's the point. I wish I had a better presentation. That's the point of the whole thing. When you stand before God, will you be right or wrong? You know the answer. Now, if you're happy with what the answer is, encourage those by singing who may not be. If you're not happy with the way you would stand before God even this evening, change it. Don't wait. Change it right now while we stand and sing.
0: May the-